Y'all ready for this? Welcome to the Dan DeVerna Podcast, where we talk about business, life, and how to win it both. So, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about, well, tell us who you are and tell us a little bit about you, JR. Hi, Dan. I'm JR. I'm the owner of Fast Science here in Monroe, Michigan. We're visual communication specialists and um, happy to be on the podcast with you. Yeah, this is fun, huh? It is kind so, of fun. So we've uh, we've been friends for, what would you say? It's got to be close to 10 years, right? Coming up on 10 years. Yeah. And, um, yeah, friends might be stretching it a little bit, but acquaintances, Probably. Would, acquaintances <laughs> would be good. There's been moments of friendship, but we'll just go with acquaintance. I'll just say yeah. I, I, I admit knowing you. Yeah, yeah, for probably 10 years. Like we used to do a little book club thing where there was a few of us that got together uh, every Friday or every other Friday, and we would kind of study through some of our favorite books and things that we liked and ideas and sh- share ideas and brainstorm and walk through different um, hey, I'm having a problem with this and kind of, you know, just kind of use each other for our expertise. And there was a small group, probably close to 10 people um, at its peak, don't you think? Yeah. And um, yeah, we studied the books and we talked to uh, life issues and it was kind of a accountability uh, partners too, because people said they were going to do certain things. And, uh, you know, you kind of came back every Friday and figured out whether you did those things or whether you were on track or there was a fair amount of accountability to it. Yeah. I liked it a lot. That was a lot of fun. I missed it or I miss it now, but like at some point, sometimes those things run their course and they tend to need like to be unplugged for a while and then maybe plug them back in down the road. But yeah, when you have to start, like we were doing it every week or every other week and then all of a sudden people started to need to be reminded and you're like what do you mean reminded we've been doing it for a year (laughs) so i get super frustrated with stuff like that i'm just like ah we'll unplug it right so that's my answer is throw a temper tantrum and run the other direction so um so obviously things are a little bit strange we're still in the middle of a covid kind of lockdown situation and you're up in michigan which makes you a little bit different than, than Ohio. How different does it make you up there? No, it, it was a lot different, especially in March and April, because it felt like our Governor Whitmer was uh, really following the Ohio Governor DeWine in a lot of ways. He shut down schools. Three weeks later, she shut down schools. He put the lockdown in place. A couple weeks later, she put the lockdown in place, um, although he lifted it sooner than she has. And, um, yeah, it's got people all fired up up here in Michigan. Um, yeah, but it, it, it was, it was dramatic end of March for us, end of March, um, April sales were off 90%. And I had, uh, yeah, whoa, well, our customers were shut down. I mean, literally we had a stay at home order in place and, uh, you know, real estate agents weren't able to show houses. There's a bunch of signs, schools. Uh, didn't know what they were doing. There's uh, restaurants were closed. Um, so the reopening has helped us a little bit, but uh, yeah, I, I went into shutdown mode, furloughed all the employees, um, turned the internet speed down, uh, turned off all but one telephone. I mean, really went into lockdown mode for, for several weeks. 
Yeah. Now, how long have you been in in ownership capacity with Fast Signs? And what inspired you to end up in, in Monroe, Michigan? Because you're an Ohio guy, right? Yeah, I still live in Ohio. Um, well, the, as the story goes, I had worked for a, a Fortune 500 company for a while, did some consulting, and uh, always wanted to try my hand at being an entrepreneur. Looked at several different things, made some offers on some existing businesses, never really put anything together. And uh, the analogy I use is that I w- I've been standing at the edge of the cliff, peering off into entrepreneurship for uh, for years, really. And when I met you, I, I, I was trying to figure out how to do it, mostly in the plastics business. And I just, I never mustered up the courage or could figure it out. Um, and then the company I was working for, uh, they changed ownership. Uh, a lot of things changed and I, I got the proverbial boot right in the middle of my back and off the cliff I went. Um, and in that process, I, I took a very nice buyout package from the company I was working for. I had plenty of time. I had benefits. Let me keep the car and the phone and the computer and all that. So I had everything I needed to really think through what I wanted to do. And along the way, someone said, well, you ought to look at a franchise. It's just the right amount of structure for you. And, 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 and I kind of dismissed it at first. Um, but after a little bit more investigation, um, the franchise model was perfect, which leads me to how I ended up in Monroe. So I reached out to these guys at Fast Science because I'd already kind of dabbled in that. Some of the plastic I was selling was going into the sign industry, although not quite that directly. And after I looked at the business model, I was like, wow, the margins are good. This is the kind of work. There's plenty of freedom to price it the way we want, build the signs that we want to do, um, you know, what territories are open. And they said uh, that the two best territories in the country that are open right now are uh, Sandusky, Ohio, in Monroe, Michigan. In Monroe is 19 miles from my house. So it was like, it was meant to be. And that's, that's how I ended up up here. And how long ago was that? Uh, three years. We're coming up on three. Wow. Well, I signed the agreement four years ago. We had to find some real estate and do the build out. So we've been open almost, th- November will be three years. That happened fast. It did go by fast. I have learned a lot. This is, um, uh, this business can be very humbling. Yeah. So as a guy that's been around business owners, had lot has lots of friends that are business owners and entrepreneurs, like that that fast signs with having that uh, that turnkey element, but yet you got just as much effort, energy, willpower, strength, hustle that has to go into it. You find that to be a nice blend with having the franchise then. It was perfect for me. And the reason I didn't want, well, first of all, I didn't want food because I didn't really want to work on the weekends. Um, And then everything else was like, you know, these kids parties or, uh, so I I ruled all that out. I wanted something industrial, uh, but I didn't want it so structured. Like, I I don't know, like if you own a Chick-fil-A franchise, for example, you know, you're going to put your 4 million down. They're going to pick the location for you. You're almost guaranteed to be successful but you're never going to invent a new chicken sandwich. You know, you're never going to come up with a size of fries between medium and large that really hits the market. So fast times is so totally different because they have the brand standards. Uh, they give you all the support and structure that you need, but after that you can use as much of them or as little of them as you want. Um, and you can go off in whatever direction that you want. Some franchise owners of fast times just do vehicle wraps exclusively. Some don't do vehicle wraps. Some like, uh, print jobs, some like the stuff that's really big and, and kind of what the what the market bears. So it worked for me because there was structure. 
and yet it allows us to be as creative as we want, set our own pricing, choose the jobs we want to choose, as long as we maintain the brand standards, which is you know some of the service and the look and the trademark and some of those things, but they're really not uh, very restrictive at all. Have you uh, kind of leaned, in, leaned into one or two products that seem to be what you're it's easiest for you to sell or easiest in this area or your area that you feel like this one's kind of selling like hotcakes? Yep. Uh, so there's two um, vehicle wraps um, are, are big because we don't have a lot of competition up here. The folks that need their vehicle done are either going to Toledo or Detroit. Um, so that's an easy market niche. Um, but the other thing is real estate and commercial real estate agents. Um, they have a need for signage. They move them around all the time. Uh, they change. It's just a good market for us. And especially the commercial guys, they, they don't want to mess with it. They want to make one phone call, put this sign here, make sure it says this and, and be done with it. Um, and so we've kind of, and then on top of that, um, one of my business partners is also a commercial real estate agent, which is so perfect because as soon as he sells a property, the first thing that new business owner needs is a sign graphics on the front window you know that it's just like the perfect kind of lead into that so uh, vehicle graphics and real estate commercial real estate is really kind of what this market was hungry for and you kind of rattle off some of the things that you guys do do because a lot of people when they see well i just say myself and as the perfect example when i think of fast signs i think of like you know one of those things that a flyer that kind of whips around and gets your attention like that thing right exactly like that or I think of like a, a, a little more simple old school sign like we have you know a creative financial partner sign but there's a whole bunch of things that that you guys do outside the range of what we would consider be norm, normal sign especially with this, the, the new strange elements of the COVID stuff too, which we'll be pivoting into in a minute here anyways. Yeah, that COVID is a whole, whole other market. So when I signed up and I bought the franchise, I really thought that signage was all about branding and helping people grow their business. And my little elevator pitch was, of course, everybody wants to grow their business. Nobody has time to stop what they're doing and you know, actually go try to find high quality prospects. So you really need a sign. And we call them the silent salespeople. And you pay them once and they show up. They never call in sick. They work 24 hours a day. I had this whole kind of spiel for, you know, what a sign did. But those signs were to help you build your business. Three years into this, I realized that's a very small portion of the sign business. Uh, signs are for wayfinding. They're for uh, security. They're for safety. Uh, they are for um, uh, compliance issues. Uh, if you have a pool, uh, vehicle graphics, business cards, I mean, the, the, the um, interior decor, uh, really, uh, when I make some presentations, I ask people, okay, think of a sign. Just what's the first thing that pops in your head? And if there's 40 people in the room, I know there are 40 different images of what a sign is. Yeah. Um, kind of the cool thing about fast signs is that they'll let you go in the direction that you want, but there's a, a ton of creativity, which really isn't my strength. I've got a graphics designer on staff and uh, and outside salespeople that, that, that know how to do that creative stuff, but it's as, it's as broad of a market as you want to imagine it. So when you have somebody that conceptually says, I think I want something like this in my front window, they're not expected to have it like finely tuned and super tight 
before they come see you. Like they can come in with a generic idea and you like spin it into something terrific. Even a step back of that, even people that nobody knows what they want when they, when we approach them. Uh, and some people think they do, uh, which is fine. We'll take those ideas too. But what I like to start with is tell me what we're trying to achieve. If you're a commercial property manager or your apartment manager, we're looking for 98% occupancy rates. If you own a pool, uh, we're looking f uh, to make sure that people know what the rules are, how to operate safely, and when the state comes by to audit you that the signs are in compliance. I like to know what the objective is. Um, strangely, and, and I guess we'll get to this a little bit in, in the COVID, but um, businesses are shut down, but the economy is crazy good. So we're doing a lot of branding, um, and that means that, that people just want to build the brand and articulate their brand promise, not necessarily generate more sales. So very quickly after meeting somebody, I, I, I want to try to get to what is the objective of the project. Then we can divine, then we can design the sign. Then we can talk about, are we going to make it out of metal or plastic and how are we going to hang it? How big is it going to be? And what's it going to cost? And then all that. But I like to get upstream and help people accomplish their objectives, accomplish the visual communication objectives. Awesome. Good, good. So this is like a, it's like a real business, man. You're like a grown up now from sometimes I have to act like a grown up. Yes. Yeah. And how, how has it been being the guy in charge and, and when we've had such strange times right now that there's big, hard decisions to be made, like cutting back in this area or cutting back in this area and, and knowing that you've also got some, you know, being in Michigan, you've got some real, like there's some real, specific detailed things that they're making sure that you're doing as a business owner to help keep your staff safe and any potential customers. Yeah, uh, that, that's been a challenge. Um, I think the ability to communicate and lead uh, a, a small team has been the most challenging. And keep in mind, I really, when we opened this business, I really didn't know a whole lot about signs. I knew a lot about a very specific type of signs, but the whole sign world, I didn't know a whole lot about. Um, it turns out that was the easy part. You can learn signs. Fast signs will tell, tell you how to build a sign, and they have all the equipment and all the vendors come in and help. Building the signs is the easy part. I think managing the team and putting a team together that can work together, that like and respect each other, uh, that we, uh, in figuring out when we need a consensus decision and when somebody just needs to decide and this is the way we're going and uh, either get on board or don't, I think finding that balance was and is a, a challenge for me. And then you add the fact that it's Michigan, things are a little different. Yeah, it's been, it, it's, it, it's been fun. So how has it affected your business? The, the COVID so, stuff specific. Yeah, like I told you, uh, March was, you know, off 90% and uh, it, we're climbing back steadily. We didn't really, and we still haven't made a complete rebound, but July was pretty good. August looks pretty good too. Um, and I think the, the change really for me w was in my head mostly because when I, when I heard the pandemic was coming, I said, oh, look at what a great business leader I'm going to be. I know how to cut the expenses, lay the staff off, shut down the lobby. I, I mean, I know how to collapse this. Um, and we were just going to hide under the, go home, hide under the bed, and wait for this thing to be over. Well, after about 10 days, two weeks, two, you know, three weeks, 
the phone's still ringing and people still have needs. And now they have, their needs are a little bit different. They need to tell customers that they're open and that they need these floor graphics to you know where to stand and what the, what the new rules are, which are changing constantly. Uh, so I personally had to come back to work, open the shop myself, and I had to learn how to do all the jobs. I learned how to rein the printer. I learned how to run the laminator. I learned how to make the signs and all of our point of sale system. I, I, I learned how to do that. Um, but, but, the, but the mindset, the shift was this pandemic thing isn't going away. COVID's here to stay. Uh, and we need to figure out how to operate safely and effectively in this I know it's cliche, but in this new world or in, yeah. in this normal, th this is how it's going to work. And we can't hide under the bed forever. And you, so I need to learn how to run the business. And then the thinking got even wider is that we need to learn how to get kids back to school. We, we need to learn how to open restaurants. We need to learn how to vote. We need to learn this. You know, we can't wait until this thing goes away. It's, in my mind, it's not going away. And vaccines not coming anytime soon. Uh, I, I'm not holding my breath for that either. Uh, yeah. So that was kind of the mindset. And once I got my head wrapped around that, that we have to operate in this environment, um, I started bringing the team back, getting them off unemployment, getting them off, you know, started working with the vendors, changed the lobby layout a little bit, um, did more things online. In fact, I just attended a seminar last week about um, how to do more things virtually, the things that are on podcasts, you know, all the technology is right here in front of me. I just need to really, I just need to, you know, learn how to use it. So I so it sounds like a, a bright side of the COVID is you now know how to do the whole process. Every, like, everything, but yeah, everything but the graphics design. I still, I still don't know how to use the uh, some some of that software. It's pretty but, tough to learn to be creative. <laughs> it's hard under the gun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, now I can run this place all by myself if I ever had to again. Um, yeah. But is there are there any other bright sides to this or like hey this was a in hindsight this was a big win after all this craziness happened well yeah i mean uh i know my equipment much better now um i know what my people do i appreciate them much more um i, I don't know on a personal level my son came back from college he worked here with me a little bit we kind of reconnected um yeah I, yeah and just the the ability to shift thinking in the matter of a couple of weeks was pretty, um, yeah, it was out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Would you say that, are, are there any currently, do you have anything that's like super exciting that you're working on any projects or anything? You're like, man, this thing is, uh, this is a lot of fun where you can kind of get um, groove and forget about all the craziness going on outside. Um, the, the advances that, some of our vendors are making with lighting and the LED lighting technology uh, is crazy. And we're making lights look like neon. We can program them all kinds of different colors. Um, that is pretty cool. Um, and that's way out of my comfort zone. That's not my background. My background was static science. Um, so that, another reason to have a, a good franchise partner like Fast Science behind us. Um, yeah, I'd say the LED stuff is, I'd say the LED stuff's pretty cool. Yeah. And how are they using these? I mean, I, when you mention it, I really don't even know what you're talking about, I guess. <laughs> right. So these are the lights without going into a whole day seminar. These are the lights that are typically behind the signs that make it light up. Traditionally, they were incandescent or fluorescent bulbs, um, which burn out once in a while and frankly use a lot of electricity. LEDs use like very little electricity. They wired on, on low volts. They're not actually light bulbs, so they don't actually burn out. The life expectancy is usually longer than the sign. 
and um, you're, you're just able to give things a, a, a more visually pleasing look and the return on investment for energy usage is, is less than one year. So they're a piece of cake to sell. You tell a, you tell a business owner that hey, you know, this $1,200 or this $1,700 will probably pay for itself in a year, year and a half. And oh, by the way, you get a better looking sign that probably will never burn out. It's like a no brainer. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah. that's kind of fun. That's a whole side of the sign business I didn't even know existed until I got into it. Yeah, well, that's cool. Well, it's cool to watch the evolution of you. So if I go back, to 10 years ago and you were an employee who was talking about like this idea conceptually that you might be a business owner and into the far enough into that excitement that you were kind of coaching people and, and kind of as a, a almost like mentoring and saying, Hey, taking people that were in small businesses and walking them through the process of building a game plan, building a, you know, short-term goals, long-term goals, things that you, you were helping to hold people accountable. I mean, there was a lot of what you were doing that is very, I mean, it, you can just flip this, the switch and make that something you're doing in your business. And I would expect you're doing it in your business today. So it's really cool to see somebody that I've known for a while go through that process of you know, that employee process to what everybody thinks of is very glamorous. Being a business owner, it's very exciting. It's very glamorous, except that maybe not now, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And I still do, that's kind of my side hustle. I still do a little bit of that uh, coaching and mentoring. I love reading people's business plans. Um, I actually do that for free. If, uh, if anybody wants to you know, uh, look at a business plan, I, I love doing that. I, I like right now. Um, but right after, shortly after we opened the business, it was a Saturday morning. We were having breakfast in our, our breakfast nook, which has got some windows that overlook the backyard. Saturday morning, my son Joey's there and uh, it's raining. It, it's raining hard and the sprinklers turn on, sprinkler systems pop on. And I said, Joey, get up, go to the garage, go, go turn the sprinklers off. It's raining. And he's eating a cereal without even missing a beat. He looks at me and says, dad, you own a business now. Aren't we rich? Let him run. Right. Yeah. Um, no, Joey, I, I've never been more broken my whole life. My whole <laughs> life is in this business right now. That's yeah. exactly the sort of thing that I can't afford to do right now. Uh, so yeah, I think the perception is that once you're the business owner that, uh, that you've made it, no, you just took the first step. Uh, it's still the jury's out as to whether you're going to make it. And that's the one thing I've learned is that we're definitely not going to starve. Um, the, the, uh, the jury's still out on whether we're going to make a million dollars or not, but, um, yeah, we're, we'll, we'll probably end up somewhere in between, but more importantly, I'm having fun. I love it. Well, that's a big deal because it, you know, if it's not fun, I, I, I think back to the days when I had a job that wasn't fun and it really kind of sucked. You know, I like, I like the idea of being excited every day. I'm, you know, mixing in some of this type of stuff. I'm doing my normal day job. I'm doing tons of martial arts. Like most of the stuff that I do are things I enjoy. And it's very easy when you're doing things you like. And it's really, really hard sometimes when you're doing things you don't like. And so we're always, I know you're the same way, always trying to find something like a, a new form of motivation, like whether it's books or 
education or uh, motivational stuff or seminars or workshops or all that stuff. Is there anything that you've been into lately that, that you think, boy, I tell you what, this was a really good one. I, I started, I started doing, started paying more attention to this podcast or this, anything like that on your radar? Yeah, well, I've always, always kind of been into the motivational stuff. Um, but I, I go, I drift in and out of it. Um, and I also like music. So I got, um, the Sirius XM set up for the car. And, um, so I've been listening to a lot of different kinds of music. Then the pandemic comes and I started listening to CNN or a lot of the news channels, you know, what's latest, what are we going to shut down? What are we going to do? And it, it, I realized that I, I got to control how much news hits mm -hmm. the brain because I get to work and I'm, you know, I'm already half irritated or, or, or whatever, just kind of not, not quite on the, um, that's a long way of around to tell you that I've gotten back into the motivational stuff, the podcasts in the morning, uh, been listening and I, I had to get back to basics. You know, my favorite guy is Tony Robbins. And I know you're laughing because you're still probably wondering when I'm going to return this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got bad news for you, Dan. I'm I'm not sure you're gonna get this back. I still listen <laughs> yeah. to these. They're and, great. Um, I mean, it's just yeah. amazing. He's the best. He is the best. I I love him. The neuro linguistics programming. The it only has value if you assign it value. Uh, it's either two things in life: pain or pleasure. I mean, I could go on and on. And on. No, he's good. Um, I've um, Garrett White is um, a guy I've started listening to in a little bit. He, he's got an interesting perspective on things. Um, when I just need somebody to put it in my face, I go to um, Eric Thomas. He's the big black guy that's like, you know, you need to do it for you. You know, he, he's real. He's a preacher. He's a preacher, man. You don't have to think too much when he's around. No, he's very motivational. He's awesome. And yeah, uh, listen to a little bit of your buddy, Chris Flett. I started listening to his podcast a week or two ago. I love it when he talks about um, – his goals for his kids you know what are your goals for your kids well i don't want to raise entitled assholes yeah <laughs> okay perfect because yeah. you know we all you me him we all lead a privilege uh, a pretty privileged life and yeah it's important that the, the kids are we're all pretty coddled and our kids are pretty coddled also so um yeah we we kind of talked about because chris says gladiators eat first right yeah. and so we were kind of bouncing back, which is what, like before we decided to do this and that the idea of what the glad, like the gladiators, whether they're the front end salespeople or the, the small business owners or whatever it is, I think what Chris, Chris was trying to say there when he, or when he says it, I'm just interpreting, interpreting for him, but is that like the, the, if a salesperson's good, if, if somebody is out there kind of constantly killing it and working really hard, they're always going to have a place in life. You know, they're always going to have a place. And I think that that's, you know, I think one of the neat things, so whether I'm talking to you or my, my buddy Musa or my buddy Valentine or like all these friends and business owners that I have, it all, they all sound kind of the same. Like Moose, it's been a long time since Musa did everything in the kitchen from the beginning to the end to the cleanup, right? It's been a long time. If never, ever, you had ever done all the process of, since you started that, and now you can, now can, you know, for a long time. So we had a funny story here, which some people have heard, but 
we had people walking into the our office when we were because we're considered essential and i was at the front desk and they're like what's going on all hands on deck man like what do you mean like they i and guess what i didn't know how to answer the phones but now i do and that's kind of what you got to do sometimes yep our uh yeah, one of our deliver uh, one of our sales guys uh, for the distributor we use. They're fantastic. I'm sure he's a six figure guy. Uh, he drove the delivery truck for about two weeks. He actually made the deliveries. It was all yeah, it was all hands on deck. Whatever job needed to be done. Yep. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We were back back in the earlier stages of this, and we we're my partner Jennifer and I are like trying to map out different groups. Like, well we don't want everybody here overlapping. So no clients are coming in, but like Dan, you'll be here Monday, Tuesday, Jen, you're here Wednesday, Thursday. And what I'm, I live close and I'm here anyways, lots of times. So a couple of times I like came in on a Thursday and there's like 16 cars in the parking lot. So what we did, we determined or I determined and figured out was Jen's way more fun. So everybody was coming in on the Jen days, which actually worked out because I would get so much stuff done by myself here. So I'd be here by myself all day. Like, hmm, man, I guess nobody's working. Everybody's taking this real serious. And then we'd I'd pull up on Thursday and everybody's got like a pizza party going on in the, in the conference room, um, you know, socially distanced, et cetera. But yeah, Jen's just a little bit more fun and she's a little bit easier to get along with than me. So way more popular on Jen days. For sure. Wish I'd known that I would have come to Jen days. Yeah, they were great. I, I hear they were great. She was buying pizza. They were subs and, uh, you know, the Mountain Dew was flowing. It was good. Good time. And I, I asked you about that gladiators eat first quote because it just didn't, uh, at first it didn't, I didn't understand it, I guess, because I've. Uh, one thing I've learned here is that leaders eat last. So when yeah. I heard gladiators eat first, I, I got to juxtapose those two, uh, yeah. those, those, those two ideas, but uh, no, yeah, I totally get it. Totally. Uh, totally understand. I just had never heard it before. Yeah. I, I Googled it and checked it out and there's not like a, I think you get to form your own opinion on it because I don't think there's like a hard and fast. This is the way that it is type of a story with that quote in particular. So I really like it though. Um, are you having fun with anything in particular? Is there anything really cool you're, you're doing like besides those new types of signs? Is there like a, 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 a niche market that you're getting into or something that like, or a, a part of the business that's super fascinating that you're excited about? Oh, you know, um, I think when people say, are you having fun? Yeah, I, I am having fun, but it's not like we're having pizza parties and, you know, celebrating a lot of it. And it's not like, it's not overly creative. I, I think the fun part is the challenge is like, you got five employees, you got customers, you got government regulations, you got the pandemic, you've you got competition. The fun part is at the end of the month, they're like, did you do it or not? And can you do it again? And how do you scale this and some of the challenges and uh, I, I, the fun for me is the challenge and the accomplishment and, um, yeah, I'm not sure I'm really explaining that correctly, but it, it's the, um, it, more the feeling of accomplishment, um, 
uh, yeah, I feel very accomplished some days and that part is fun. That's what drives me. That's what, that's what keeps me moving. Can, can I do this? Yeah, I'm sure, but I got to go prove it. Yeah. Have you adjusted your goals? I mean, are you, I know you're a big goals guy. So like, have you like looked at, well, we've got thrown this tremendous curveball. So these are some of the things we're going to adjust and trying to, trying to make everything work. We did. Um, we, uh, I've done it three times this year. Of course, we do it January 1st because I just think that's a good time. Um, I did it right at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, I, I kind of redoubled down and said, okay, well, we want to grow, I can't remember what it was, 30, 30 something percent this year. We've doubled every year until, and then this year I wanted to slow the growth rate back to about 30% because that's what I thought we could do. Um, so I doubled down on that. And then on August 1st, we revisited it again. And I decided that if we could do in 2020 sales uh, profits and number of new clients, the same as we did in 2019, that would be a win. Um, so yeah, we, we have, we have scaled it back and uh, readjusted the goals, um, you know, because of the, because of the business climate and, and everybody thinks, well, everybody needs signage because of COVID and they do, but the regular stuff, the digital projects that we had in, in the works, um, the city of Monroe and the, the schools we're going to do, they passed the levy. They were going to do 13 digital signs all over the County. All of that is just, you know, gone. I mean, see you next year. So the, 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 the COVID related floor graphics posters, sure it's keeping us busy, but it's low dollar stuff. Uh, all that high dollar stuff really just went to zero. So yeah, we, we readjusted the goals. Um, and personally, yep, I still write down my goals almost every single day, copy them down on an index card. They're either in my wallet or in my right hand. Um, yeah, just like I've, just like I've almost always done. Are you still using your yellow post-it note as your, still do uh, it. your list? I now have, I now have a variety of different colors. So I don't use the same color every day. That's the only difference. Yeah, goals on one side, flip the other side. That's my short to-do list every day. Well, it's also a little different because I don't necessarily have a, a clean accountability partner. So uh, it's probably something I need to, need to work on. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have, have people like that. You know, I have, obviously have Chris Flett, and he's a very <laughs> hard person to impress. Yeah, he's hard uh, on you. That works well for me. You know, that's what he, he's always just using my words and my numbers against me. So it's not like, he's really not that big of a jerk in theory. It's just, he's applying what, what he's getting paid to apply. And uh, it's made me a much better, I mean, businesses up exponentially, seemingly every year magically. And so um, seems to be working, right? So Anything else we should know about? Anything else we should be talking about before we sign off here? Uh, no, that about covers my that about covers my update. Uh, it's so good to hear you and and see you again. We should connect when this whole yeah. pandemic thing is over. Yeah, absolutely, sometime very soon. Glad we did it. We should get the uh, get the club back together. Get the gang back together. We could. Maybe fun. we're gonna have to do it online, but we could yeah. or should. We should absolutely. Well, thanks for your time today, Jr. Don't, uh, don't work too hard. I usually don't. All right. Thanks, brother.
Thanks for watching.